Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of A Talking Small Podcast. This is a little remote episode. Unfortunately, I could not get to the Garden District tonight due to some uh, some work stuff. You know, Mister Mister Sixty Six is being becoming Mister Eighty Four right now, working them Whoa. Iron Man hours. So trying to you know trying to make the uh, company you know invest in me. Now I'm investing my time in them, Mister Sixty Six to Mister Eighty Four. Final level Charizard in this bitch. Can, now, can you explain to the viewers who may not be familiar with 66, just refresh their memory on, on what the 66 is referring to? Just a little word talk off top. So um, our buddy Dan, he he likes to feel like he's the only one that has a busy schedule. He's kind of really very similar to Craig in this way. So Dan... Deep Pockets, Dan. Yeah, Danny Deep Pockets. He's got... um. You know, he's got excuses. Oh, I'm in business school. I got homework. I got two kids. Dan's got a lot on his plate. I will give him that. He's way more busier than me. and He gets a lot more done, but continue. Yeah, so, yeah, he's, he's well, got – you want to say his schedule? His schedule is he's working full-time, working whoever – who knows how many hours. He's in MBA school, and he's got – Probably like a four-month-old and a twenty-month-old. Yeah. So, so Dan's had sex a couple times, and he also uh, got his—he's got his new piton that he's trying to ride. Him and Joe are getting some miles on there, joining the uh, piton brigade. So, if you got a a peloton, hit us up. We'll give you a Joey Sal's uh, ride ID so you can whoop his fucking ass because you know Joe don't ride. Yeah, I think they're in a group called. Uh peloton riders for trump and it's only so far it's only two so they're looking to build their numbers <laughs> that, that might not be true so anyway me i get into it with dan a little bit because of his his i can't work out unless i have a peloton type thing i need a peloton it's convenient i'll be able to work out so much blah 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 and so me and him went round and round about it and he basically did the, I'm a dad, I got so much going on, you can't possibly have that much going on, it's easy for you, which, he's right, I it's a lot easier for me, but at the same time, I wanted to throw out, oh yeah, I've been working about 66 hours for about a week, for about six months, you know, pulling like peak J-bone in the, the, the dead of winter up there, delivering oil to those people that need it, for, shout out to De Palma Oil. Yeah, this episode sponsored by De Palma Oil. If you want oil, he's your man. So I bring up and I have to track my hours for some certain thing. And so it ends up I average 66. So when me and Dan are arguing, when I finally take off the basically the whole month of December for, you know, doing a bunch of hard work, Dan, I, I can't just imagine Dan actually works 66 hours at his regular job. But he, he does claim that he works basically the same as me and goes to NBA school and has two kids and schedules f- uh, 15 minutes for sex some nights. So I, I don't I didn't believe him, but that's where Mr. 66 came up uh, because I was actually tracking my hours and was able to, you know, have an average. 
So now you're being Mr. 84. So since my man's busy here, we're doing a remote episode. It'll, it'll be just as good as it always is. People don't worry about that. So speaking of it being as good as it always is, shout out to birthday month. We're rolling into April and I'm celebrating my 84 hours with my 33rd birthday coming this month. Shout out to birthday month. A lot of, a lot of Scotty Pippins in this bitch. Uh, today we're recording our buddy Fat Craig, 33, and uh, Uncle Al coming later this month. Also, Scotty Pippen in his ass. Right, 33 in your ass. Now, also, I learned today is I think it's also Saipan Sager's birthday. So that's another friend of the pod. If it is his birthday, seventh. I think I got it like I missed his birthday because it was in the future, but I saw it in the past. So I think I missed fun fact, the Scotty Pippen of presidents, number 33, Harry Truman. And we're talking oh, Harry nice. styles. And I mean, you know, who else, you know, that's key West connection. They got the Truman house out there and the Truman annex. So a little synergy for the pod there. Key West, a uh, popular vacation spot to multiple uh, podcast frequents. Also we have, um, Bob's birthday and marijuana's birthday this month doing big things. And you know what? The most important birthday of all, April 22nd, the earth. Happy birthday coming up. Happy prelated birthday, earth. Yeah, big shout out to earth. A couple billion years old, depending on what science you believe. So anybody that can last a billion, here's to a billion more. Let's go earth. (laughs) Shout out to earth. Now, Harley, you also had your mom's birthday, right? She's part of birthday month? Yeah, mom's part of birthday month, a little uh, April 2nd in your ass. Had to, uh, had to. I got the privilege of going and visiting my parents Easter weekend, you know, since, you know, I'm getting to, uh, I had Friday, I had to work, which was good Friday. Easter Sunday, I had to go into work for a little while. But Saturday, I took the day off, went to, went to Covington to see my mom and uh, you know, wish her happy birthday. Not gonna go with age here, but you, Kathy, you know how old you are. Yeah, it is a privilege to go over there. Your parents have been living there for probably probably close to four or five years. I still haven't ventured over there to see that eighty-four inch TV, but maybe one day I'll have the privilege. Yeah, so it was a it was a pretty good time. Uh, Dad was going to be working on. Danielle's friend's newest uh, newest car, or I guess it's not his newest car, but his car was having some issues. So dad was going to be knee-deep in some car stuff. And I I didn't really want to get into that. I feel like, uh, you know, interacting with dad and interacting with Danielle's friend, I'd rather do something else. So I talked to mom. I was like, hey, what about going, going on that yak life? Get on them kayaks. Get on that bogafalaya and just paddle our asses off. So celebrate our birthday with some, you know, some adventure sports. Get a little mother-son uh, exercise in. Who needs a Peloton when you can go yakking with your mom? And get away from the get away from the people at the house you don't necessarily want to be spending time with at the moment. Good, good, uh, good little birthday present for your mom there. I like it. Yeah. So I, I made a couple mistakes here. Uh, Ella's friend lives uh, going to the back of the little 
Bogafalaya. And I can't spell Bogafalaya, so if you're looking this up, uh, good luck. But we had to actually carry the kayaks to get to the to the water probably, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile, maybe a little less. I didn't realize that how heavy kayaks were. So car- carried them over there. Got him in the uh, got him in the water, and of course, this this is probably one of the few times I've been on a kayak with anything with any kind of current. So mom said, "Okay, well we go upstream, so then we can come downstream at the end when you're tired." So I was thinking, "All right, that sounds like pretty good." We we went upstream for probably like forty minutes or something like that. Stopped, Damn. took a break. There was a, there was a lot of there was a lot of debris, uh, a lot of sticks. A lot, a lot of uh, floating uh, obstacles. No gators. Didn't see any of those. And uh, stopped on a like a little beach because a lot of these like little creeks around here have like sandbars or beaches or something like that. And so we took a little break. Uh, and then we're like, okay, we'll go back down. And it, it, the current was pretty good. I was like, Mom, I, I think it's going to take us like 10 minutes to get back. She goes, no way. No way it takes 10 minutes. It literally took us 11 minutes to get all the way back down with the current going the other way. Like Jeff Gordon in this bitch. E-I-E-I, uh-oh. Shout out to Nelly. Well, that doesn't sound like you you really made any mistakes. Where's the mistake there? Well, the mistake was carrying the the kayak that far, man. They're they're fucking heavy. So we get all the way done. You're done with your workout, and now because you're carrying it downhill to get to the river, now you got to carry it uphill, and it's got some water in it, and you're tired. The, the bringing the kayak the way back was the mistake. What we should have done is had Butchie Boy take his fucking truck because we're truck guys in this family, go down to the Chimes, great establishment. And we could have kayaked all the way down to the chimes down river. You know, it took another like 25 minutes. And then he could have been there on the dock with a couple beers, grabbed the beers, loaded the yaks right there, and then just came home and not had to deal with the hill. He was too busy being a man working on cars, though. Uh, he was done by then. Butch don't need that uh, long to replace some headlights. Shout out to shout out to Butch. His car prowess unmatched. Prowless. <laughs> So each of you guys were carrying one kayak, like it was a single man kayak. So you were trying to handle this all by yourself or was this a two person where you had like one and your mom had the other? It was a two person carry. So I had, uh, I had the ass in, I had the cooler on one and then, uh, she had, she had the front and then on the other one, it was about the same. When we got to the part where you had to kind of go down, I took the front, you know, so I could take the, you know, to put the load on my on my physique and, and just, you just take it right down to the Creek. So, uh, you know, I tried to do the heavy lifting for mom's birthday, but still, still made her work a little bit to get down there. You know, I had to, had to, you know, start with a little sweat to, uh, you know, get loosened up for the yak. Oh, that, that dude, what you doing over there, bro? I'm just laying down. Listening to some nice mother-son yak stories. So then you you got back to the house. How, how was the mood when you guys got back? They were wondering where the hell you were at. Were they tanked? No, I got I got back to the house and and uh, no one no one had been drinking or anything like that. So I get back to the house. 
Danielle and uh, her friend are out in in Dad's like a uh, shop. He's got living quarters in the front, huge garage. So they're they're out in there. Uh, he he comes out and he's like, hey, I he was, he was a nice guy. He came out and he said, hey, I, I heard your birthday this month too. I was like, oh, oh shit, like now this is awkward because i don't i don't expect anything from you man like i I, this is mom's birthday weekend i'm not thinking and what he does her friend or her boyfriend uh, so i'm not putting titles on stuff that i don't know titles i'm guessing it's boyfriend i mean he came to dinner with the family but and he needed his headlights changed so your dad did it he was having some issues. Dad was helping him out. So anyway, when I get to the – so the guy did what – Man actually, card. Mm, okay. It's coming from you. What I would say is he uh, – I mean, he, my own man card would be taken away for that. Well, you wouldn't have any man cards left, bro. You ain't ever worked exactly. on a car in your life. Exactly. So that's why I would have no shame in having my uh, future father-in-law change it. So anyway, he gives me a four-pack of beer from a brewery in Nacogdoches, Louisiana. This dude's trying way too hard, man. Well, I mean, he gives me a four-pack of Pounders. Like, hey, get, get, that's awesome. Thank you, dude. And I went and threw them in the freezer, and I, yeah, I drank a couple of them before we went to dinner that night. So it was, uh, it was a decent time. This is your first time meeting this person, and he's already breaking off a four pack for your birthday. That's eleven days away. Yeah, but I'm, I, I don't see like it's got to be awkward. So I hadn't met like a family of a spouse in a very long time since you know I've been you know married. It's been a while, and I would say that it's probably awkward, especially meeting the older brothers. I remember when I've when I had to do that, and there's. I don't want to say intimidated because that that would mean I was actually like, you know, kind of afraid or something like that. But it was just like awkward. It's like these people probably think I'm in it to do stuff that they used to try to do stuff to chicks. So anyway, it it just could be awkward. So just he gave me some beer and it's like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, but these are like 30 year olds like fucking I'm 32, dude. I don't know how old this guy is, but uh, I got to be I'm definitely old. Well, I think I'm older than him. Yeah, I mean, we can move on from this. I just think it's a little try hard to give your uh, significant others like sibling a present the first time you ever meet him. Seems like he's he's the part that I'd be worried worded out about is he's definitely uh, did his research on you or his sister and had to like you know talk to talk to him about you or something. That's the thing I'd be awkward about, I guess that this dude's done his research and you know nothing about this jabroni. I don't think so. Cause Danielle ended up giving me a, a, a card, like uh, a gift card to like the bulldog here in Baton Rouge is a nice little bar where I can bring the pups to. So, I mean, he might've been with her when he was, when she was buying the gift card and stuff and said, Oh, what's that for? I, th- I think, I don't think this is that weird. I think bringing a, bringing a pack of beer, it, it seems fine. I, I have no All issue right. with it. It, it. it wasn't socially awkward. I just like if you would have pulled out anything more than just like some booze, I'd have felt. I would have felt probably a little weird. Like if you'd have been, if you'd have given me some bingo bango, I'd be like, whoa, dude, that's a little much for the first date. But he give you like a Ruth's Chris gift card. Yeah, like that'd be that'd be a little bit that would be a little bit much. But a a four packer of uh, of of pounders is not not a big deal at all. Yeah, that's a good gift selection. I agree. If you're going to give a gift, 
that's the that's the perfect amount. I agree with that. So then we we, we end up going to dinner uh, at a place called Keith Young's, and I got to tell you, everybody was bragging about the steak. For those people that have been around Keith Young's, I, I thought it was pretty suck. That steak sucks. I would never go back. <laughs> Damn, just calling him out on the pod. This is the one in, like, Madisonville? Yeah, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's no place to pregame before. The service, the service was great. I, I will say, service was good. But, they, hey, have you ever heard of butter? How about we cook some of the steaks in butter? <laughs> it was a fucking dry. Come on. I got a 14 ounce steak and it was dry as shit. And I, I forced Damn. myself to eat the whole thing because your boy was hungry. Because I was thinking the whole time it was steak night. And uh, anyway, I should not have done that. But yo, Keith Young's, step your fucking steak game up. You don't deserve <laughs> to be charging $44 for a fucking hamburger. In a pandemic? I think I, I think I've been there once and it was after our college graduation and like leaving Baton Rouge as always there was just massive traffic this is one of the like last memories I had of my grandma and we because she, she flew down for a college graduation and we all had to drive from like Baton Rouge to Madisonville which is like an hour and 10 or so but there's always traffic leaving Baton Rouge. And this day was no different. So we, it took us like two and a half hours and we had already sat through graduation, which if you're ever thinking about walking in your graduation, don't, it's the worst. It's it has no upside and all downside. So like we're starving. We haven't, haven't eaten in forever. Like you were famished after kayaking and whatnot. So we like get there, we have to wait and everybody's just in a shit mood. Like I don't even remember what the food tastes like. Cause it was just a, a bummer. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh the steak was cooked well. Like it, when I when I when I cut it open, it looked great. I was like, oh fuck yeah, this is medium rare. This is going to be great. And you bite into it and you're like, where's the juice? Like it's like they sucked all the juice out of this thing. Like come on guys, <laughs> how where to go? So anyway, there was something weird with how they seasoned it. Anyway, Keith Young's, I'd avoid it. I'd go to Gallagher's or some other place around there. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather get me a roadhouse, a Texas roadhouse steak than, uh, than a Keith Young's, but ma- you know, maybe they just had Whoa. an off night. Wait, there's a place called Gallagher's. Yeah. In Covington. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I, that's all the same area. I think if we actually passed Gallagher's to get there, which made it extra worse. Cause then you had to pass it on the way back and you're like, Oh, <laughs> got to see it twice now. <laughs> you got reminded twice that you could have had a better meal. Oh yeah, oh yeah, brother. Oh yeah. This is, this is something. So, on these, like we've mentioned, we're going into our Jesus year, year thirty-three. In the scenario where it's your mom's birthday and Danielle's bringing a plus one and whatever, like you said, the steak was forty-four bucks. Who picks up the tab, Butch? Yeah. So dad, dad would have picked up the tab uh, for this. He, he, that's typically how this works. Um. Dad, Dad has a thing about picking up the tab. Not that I, I wouldn't do it, but I'm not going to challenge and challenge him on the tab or anything like that. Especially because he 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 makes a whole scene about it. He gets the bottle of wine, and I think he just likes <laughs> to be the focal point there. Um, <laughs> he, he likes to be the the man responsible for putting 
putting the uh, putting food in everybody's mouth. He wants to know who's who's the boss providing here. I respect it. Yeah. So like because he's my dad, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. That's just kind of how it's been. Like, but when I was out to eat with like your parents and shit, me and especially with like it was me and Chris there, we would be oh, trying shit. to like split that shit up for sure, or cover your parents or this or that. That so, was the that was the perfect segue because I asked you that question to get to this question. Recently, our lawyer Chrissy Tuchins went to Key West with his bride to stay with my parents, so I wasn't there. Chris, you know, never working. He go he goes down there for a week vacation in Key West. Now, it seemed like they went out to dinner just about every night because we were getting snaps. That was what I was going to ask: is is Chris is my dad picking up a hundred percent of the tabs? Is Chrissy chipping in? How, how's this work? Because the only person I know with equivalent student loans to Bromar is Chrissy, and that boy's you know. He's going on vacation every two weeks. I'm wondering how he pays for all this, man. Man's got deep pockets like Dan. I think I think Chris you just bought a boat. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think Chris is probably doing pretty well right now. I'm not sure if he just got a big uh, mesothelioma se- uh, settlement or something like that. But I have to imagine after spending a week there with Chris, I would think he's picking up. Probably he probably let your dad pay once or twice, and then he probably paid out about three or four times total, and then picked up like some, some like a uh, happy hour shit, and then split split some too. But I, I Chris was Chris was very generous on picking shit up, and I think me and him were, and he might hold a grudge against me over there, but I thought me and him were mostly even on picking up everything at dinners. Uh, but supposedly he picked up one thing that I didn't pick up. And I ended up buying a pizza from that that pizza place you like over there. I forget what it's called, Mister Z's. Yeah, Mister Z's. And I was just like the greasy one. I was, yeah. I went and bought everybody pizza and beers on the way home for whatever Chris did, and I was blackout and or really drunk. I don't even remember really buying the pizzas. So I think I'm, I think I'm even. But there was one night I went pretty hard that Chris supposedly stole the check at happy hour from me. So I don't I don't know the exact totals. Okay, okay, that's a that's interesting development. I I was just curious how that was going on uh, in a group text when we were talking about Chris's new boat. Uh, Grant had a great uh, you know how people name their boats different things. He said uh, the boat's going to be named Miso Horny, Miso as in Mesothelioma. How Chris makes his money. That's that's pretty that's pretty damn solid. I will tell you that. As soon as you said it, I was thinking more like, uh, so Senor Frog or something along that uh, to to play like off that. a Chrissy Tadpole type thing. But uh, yeah. I, I I really like the miso horny with the mesophilioma because uh, Chrissy pockets the money off of asbestos. That's a good one. All right, so hey Al, I heard you. Uh, I heard you became a, a vaxer. Heard you're uh, well on your way on the two step program. Yeah, I got my vaccine. Uh, nothing really special about it. No symptoms at all. I did find it a little weird. I did it on Walgreens. Just walked in, handed them my paperwork I filled out prior to, and they didn't ask for my ID, my insurance, like any information about me to like confirm that I was who the paperwork said I was. 
I just went in, she put a, put the needle in my arm, two seconds out, waited in the store 10 minutes, then went home. They didn't give me like a pamphlet on symptoms. They didn't check ID insurance. Was it like that for you? They just checked no credentials? Well, you got to remember, at work, I got mine through like work. So oh. they, they kind of, they, they didn't take any of my credentials, but it basically I signed in to with the medical yeah, and I had an appointment. So I didn't actually say who I was, but I also, I mean, I got to go up to medical at least, uh, at least once a year to, to do some like uh physical and some testing and all that other shit. So the, they kind of know me up there since I've been there for a while. So they, <laughs> they know you up there. Yeah. They know me. And Matt, yeah. They You're know the me. guy with the big right nut. No, hey, he's here for his physical. No, this big no, guy. no, we're not, we're not, not that. No, we don't play cough stuff. No, the, the physical is a little different, but no, I, uh, I, I have a distinct look, you know, over the years with, you know, long hair and other shit. So, so they, they remember me, they remember me up there. And also I, <laughs> a distinct look. I like that phrasing. He had a distinct look. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a pretty fucking accurate actually. So I went up there and they they did give me a pamphlet on on the the vaccine and shit. And I actually get my next one um, on the nineteenth is when I got my next one scheduled. So a shout out to me for uh, joining the uh, vax. Shout out for you. We're gonna be the first podcast to be fully vaccinated. Uh, in the state of Louisiana, and the longest-running episodic podcast to ever be vaccinated, as far as I can know. Both facts, uh, both facts according to our stat team. So I agree. Now uh, I have a couple of things, you know, popped in my head. We just wrapped up March Madness. Congratulations on your uh, winning of the talking small brackets. I believe I. I need to send you twenty dollars for one for me and one for my dad. Yeah, how'd your dad take that? Because I'm sure he was very upset when Suggs banked in that uh, half court heave and cons- uh, basically giving me the victory because uh, the championship game he couldn't catch me with his Baylor pick. At, at the time, uh, what had happened was we were watching the game on DVR um, after eating or drinking or doing something. So we were watching the game late and about seven minutes left on the DVR. Uh, we're like, okay, let's go smoke. So we went outside, smoked, came back. When we came back in, the girls had already like changed the channel to some other shit. So like, okay, we're going upstairs to watch this. So we go, me, my dad and Vic all cram into, uh, my dad's upstairs bedroom that hasn't been like, hasn't upgraded the TV or TV stand in like 15 years. So we're just uncomfortably in the room watching the end of the game. And it was such a good, like back and forth game. And we were stoned. We were like, this is awesome. And then it went to overtime that had that exchange where he like dribbles down the court with four seconds left banks in the three. And we're just like, Holy shit. That game was awesome. So he wasn't like upset. I don't know if he realized at the time that, that would uh, stop him from winning, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he enjoyed it. He he forked over his ten dollars. He didn't seem that upset about it when he gave me his ten over like breakfast the next morning. He uh, he told me you want to go double or nothing on Baylor in the championship game. I was like, I don't know. I kind of I 
kind of like Baylor. I ended up laying off on it, but uh, I, I, I kind of, I kind of liked Baylor, but I, I didn't, I just didn't want to have any money on that game. I, it, it, yeah, I'm sort of the same way as you. Like minutes before the game, I'm like, fuck it, let me just have some action. Let me pick Gonzaga because like Gonzaga had a close last game, so you know, let's just pick them. And then uh, it was never, never had a shot. Baylor went up nine nothing. They were smothering them. Way, way more aggressive, wanted it more, just were all over the place. And Gonzaga just just folded under the under the pressure like Gonzaga does. Uh, but so watching the tournament, uh, one of the things they showed the same commercials over and over again for about a month. Now, there's a new show coming out in CBS from the creators of Young Sheldon. Folks, I think Talking Small has its new favorite show. It's called United States of Al. Hmm. So due to this, the show looks terrible, by the way. United States of Al versus Chad on TBS, which they were also showing commercials for. Which one's going to last the most amount of episodes? Because both of those have canceled written all over. Are you? Um, do you want United States of Al to do bad, or do you want them to be to do good uh i want it to do bad because it looks like a bad show and it's like solely in the name of owls so it's making other owls look bad because the premise of the show is like there's this dude named al from like somewhere in the middle east and apparently he lives with like a white family and it's all like jokes making fun of how white people are not you know i guess woke on middle Easterns and it's like, Oh, this middle Eastern guy doesn't know who Rihanna is. Ha ha ha. It just looks fucking terrible. So I'm rooting against it in that aspect, but I'm rooting for it a little bit because I get to do this new segment on the pod called United States of Al. Since it is the United States of Al, what's your first decree? I'll just do one of these per episode. And if people like it, we'll keep going. But the first one, it's just two words, Harley. Legalize it. All right. Just everything. All of it. It. Legalize it. All right. I'm talking weed. I'm talking gambling. I'm talking all that. Just legalize it. That's a, that's very big of you to uh, not just do uh, no masks as your first decree of the United States of Al. It's very smart of you. You'll keep COVID down with, with uh, not abolishing the masks. It, we'll get to the masks on a later episode. We're vaccinated now. What we need masks for? Moving on. Okay, another commercial. Been pondering this over the tournament. Did Lily from AT and T get you know a little bigger? Or did AT&T throw some oversized clothes on her to hide those big old titties? Because, you know, the Internet got wind that Lily from AT&T had a big rack. So do you think AT&T is trying to cover her up and shut the purrs on the Internet up? Or, you know, does that multi-year national advertising campaign that pays good? So you think uh, you think Lily's been eating good? Thoughts on this? So I didn't ever think about the clothes and maybe I just got fooled and I hate to say this because, you know, it's, it's uh 2021, you shouldn't objectify women, but I just thought like, Oh, oh, she, oh she got, she got, she gained a little pounds. That's all I thought. Oh, you did think it. 
Yeah, I absolutely thought it. I said, oh, she got a little chunk. Eh, not as hot now. And that's it. I, I they, they did a throwback <laughs> commercial. And I was like, oh, she's hot again. And I was like, no, this is, this is an older commercial. So, uh, yeah, she got a little chunk. Uh, you know, she's probably eating a little too many chicken wings to celebrate uh, Fat Craig's birthday month. And uh, it's, it's, gonna, it's getting to her. That that multi-year like national advertising campaign, like these people can retire, right? So they have to be eating really good. Like the same thing happened to Flow from Progressive, right? She was in those commercials for a couple of years. You know, Flow's changed. Poster child for this Harley with the multi-year national advertising campaign. Fucking Jared from Subway. That guy changed for sure. Well, what about the guy from Can You Hear Me Now? That dude looks the exact same. He really does. Those gay guys have to stay in shape on a different level, though. It's a lot of competition there. So, Wait, that guy's gay? Yeah, I think so. I Not didn't... that there's anything wrong with that. See, I don't. Were you googling him or something? It's not. I, I, anyway, never mind. We can keep going. Seems seems like a weird, like seems like a weird thing for you to know because it's not like the commercials had any sex, like any sex appeal at all on any any account. The dude was just, oh, can you hear me now? Good. I, I think it was in the news, like after his original. Because remember, he was like Verizon, and then he switched over to like T-Mobile or Sprint. Something. It was Sprint. He because he went yeah he went yellow. Yeah, so when that came back, he talked about like being gay, I think, it, and that was in the news. I'm not sure why I remembered it. I guess it's the only notable thing about that guy, so it kind of stuck in my brain. And my last uh, tournament little thing I, uh, I realized, America will never truly revolt. Our, raging, our version of Raging Against the Machine is bitching about how bad the refs are in a sport sporting event. Like, instead of us bitching about the government, we're bitching about the ref who calls a technical foul and makes it all about himself after a breakaway dunk. Like, America, America will get mad at the ref for calling too many charges, but he's not going to, like, write a letter to his congressman or whatever. I thought that was a funny little uh, – because I was getting so pissed off at the goddamn refs. Just think if TV Teddy would have been there, you you would you would have lost it. If you were getting mad, and good thing TV Teddy decided to go get a burger with buddies beforehand and get kicked out of the tournament for being a COVID adjacent with somebody. That's right. He, I remember them testing positive right before the first round. They never even did a game. Him and those other refs. Yeah, TV Teddy. That's a good point. People forgot about that. I didn't. I was missing TV Teddy because I always got to blame my bets on TV Teddy if they were going bad. I was like, of course, TV Teddy's against me every time. But I didn't have to. I didn't have that crutch. It's kind of like betting against Tony Brothers in the NBA. Fuck Tony Brothers. <laughs> I don't think I've ever won a bet when Tony Brothers is the ref. Really need to have an uh, an action app, an action network app alert for Tony Brothers games. That's pretty funny. So, uh, did you have anything else on the tournament? Because I, I got one thing to burn on for it. Yeah, burn. All right. As a kid, and I probably talked about this on the podcast before, I was never allowed to go to bed before one shining moment. Couldn't do it. It was my 
favorite way to wrap up the tournament. It got all that hype from just somebody winning the national championship, and it was about three to four minutes of just bliss. But great song, just great fucking clips. Always looking for the your team. Like if LSU was in it, but they got eliminated early, I wanted to see how many times they were in it. I, I just wanted to see fucking clips. And they have fucking ruined one shining moment. <laughs> All right. First off, I I I like I like the the and Jim Nance announcing something before they and the ball is tipped at the very beginning. I like that. And then I like when he talks when they transition to the final four because he says something like this is for everything or whatever they do when they get to the the finals game. But in between that, shut the fuck up and let the music play. If it ain't fucking yelling onions from Rafferty, shut the fuck up. There was, there was, the music was turned down way too much and it was way too many announcers. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. I've never been so mad to watch a one shining moment. It used to be my absolute favorite thing. It's about the song, assholes. Turn up the fucking song. And I'm probably the Harley, only one that's mad about this, but this is fucking Harley. bullshit. <laughs> Make make uh make one shiny moment the pot the song that leads the podcast out at I'll, the end the I'll, outro. I'll fucking play the goddamn clip. I'll play the awesome song and then the fucking stupid clip. It's so bad. I don't I don't, I don't understand. It's such a it's such a, like a mm, I, I don't know. It, it I, it's hard to describe what that song meant to me. And I could not have been <laughs> fucking like it, it. Just brought me back to being a kid. Like. Me and me and uh, Lance just sitting sitting in his living room on a fucking school night, get to go to sleep over at somebody else's house, and having to stay up to watch one shining moment. It's where it started. I was like probably seven, and it just never fucking left from there, and it just sucks. It, this sounds worse than when you found out Santa wasn't real. Well, if there's any kids listening right now, I cannot uh, condone Alex's statements right there. That is uh, just unprofessional and everything. But when your kids now... You know the Talking Small podcast is 18 plus? Yeah, but you, you know Dan, if he ever listens, got two kids on him. He, he's got no time for himself. He's got to multitask with a pod. And Joe would listen to anything with soda in the truck. Soda knows Santa's not real. Joe probably told him Santa wasn't real. Like when he turned two and lost to me in the pick em contest, he's like, this kid deserves to be punished. And he told him, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was really upset about that. So that that's all I got to say. One shining moment. The volume was way, way too low. Less talk, more song and clips, baby clips. I wonder if you can kind of submit that complaint and, and maybe the uh, maybe the producers will take that into account next year. You know what? I want to try to find it, and I'm, I'm just going to go off. If anybody knows who the producer is, please send me their info. I want, I want fucking retributions for this bullshit. I need it to be redone, song turned up, and none of this fucking PC frou-frou Anything that you like that. It's clips, it's awesomeness, it's basketball, and it's the song. Just a little talk, producer to producer. 
That's right. So that that's all I had burning on that, Al. What else you got? Uh no, I don't have I don't have too much else here. Stuff that could be on kind of any pod. Um you know, just some just some little stuff here. So I mean we can we can wrap up if you want. So I want to say before we go that I, I got somebody else that's on my shit list. You know what? Fuck you, Paramount Network. I, I got I got a couple things to say to you too, because guess what? You're also evidently CBS because you got all that shit too. The fact that everybody's got to fucking buy every streaming thing now oh, is just so goddamn ridiculous. Y'all all fucking suck, and you should all lose fucking money because you can't all have a $10 fucking a month subscription thing. I pay for DirecTV. I have your fucking channel. Give me your goddamn content. Like, yeah, fuck it, you. It, it's... It started out great, and then it turned into something that was even worse than fucking cable. Like, I have access to a Plex server, and uh, the guy can just get whatever he wants and put it all in there. Like, I'm not doing all this network-to-network bullshit. I know it's, like, a great time for TV and all that, but I'm with you guys how, like, Joe gamed the system for Cobra Kai and all that. Like, you're hiding all this shit, different shit behind paywalls. Fuck you. I'm not I'm not paying for a $70 UFC every weekend. I'm going to fucking find a way to legally stream that. Come and get me, Dana. Yeah, and, and so I just got to say fuck you for that and fuck you and fuck you for your Paramount Network because then like there's going to be like, oh, you can't stream Yellowstone anymore or they're going to do the fucking bullshit MTV does and show it once on the channel and then it'll never come back. Like that MTV is like, oh, here's the challenge. Boom. If your DVR fucks up for that, oh, it's gone forever. Now you got to go watch it on MTV.com and it just, it just so pisses me off that you that these networks just fucking hide behind the paywall and just play goddamn ridiculous every two seconds and don't play the fucking goddamn hits i was gonna say that i was gonna make that joke i was gonna say yeah you fuck up dvr in the challenge and next thing you know you got eight hours of ridiculousness so it's so bad man it's just so bad all right buddy well you got anything else because if you don't i'm about to start playing some young shining moment here and just show you how fucking terrible it is yeah get let the let the people know how bad it is Can you hear it? More March Madness. And the whole dance is right here in the great state of Indiana. Basketball is woven into the fabric of this city. Let the madness begin. We've waited two years for Let's this. Listen to how much talk go. it is. It's bullshit. The ball is tipped. And there you are. You're running for your life. You're shooting stop in all the Shut the fuck up. Thank you.
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut it up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Nance. Turn the fucking music up. It just pisses me off. I, 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 Maybe I just overreacted in the moment watching. It didn't seem as bad on the replay, but fuck them. We out, bitch. I don't, that seemed pretty bad. 